Well, welcome back, everybody, to another week of misery and pain. Only this week we some have, happiness. Uh, I guess a little bit. A little bit of happiness. Wait, I, it, it's a Listen, little bit of happiness. I guess. no, it gave me hope. All right, it gave me the hope that I needed after all those damn chapters of sadness. <laughs> And shit, and thinking that Addie just never was gonna get any type of happiness. Like, this was this girl's life. Sadness after sadness, okay, you know what? after tragic story, after tragic story. No love will ever remember her. Nobody would remember her. I was, I, I, this book put me in a deep depression. Yeah, no shit. Deep depression. That is why whatever little happiness or joy comes into her life, I don't believe it. It's gonna be snatched away. I hope not. Like a goddamn wig on a roller coaster. No. I don't believe it. Actually, no. <laughs> I don't Schwab believe it. It's can't not gonna do last. Us like that. Schwab can't do us like that. But she can, no. and she has, Listen. and she will. So I'm not like I don't. I don't even know. No. No. Okay. Like she's not gonna break my heart. She's not gonna break my heart. I am again. too I invested her. in these fucking characters to not have some type of happiness. I don't trust her. I'm not giving her my heart because all she's going to do is fucking break it, bro. She's not. I'm not doing it. Right. I'm not doing it. Let's do a deep let's dive. Guess, let's get let's into it. And dive. I'll tell you exactly why. Right. I'll tell you exactly okay, why. So we're going to start off chapter five, New York City. It's March 13th, 2014. This is again Henry's point of view. So Henry has a full name. Yeah. Henry Strauss. I totally butchered. Strauss? Strauss? I think it's Stra- Strauss. Strauss. Oh, we're going to say yeah. Strauss. We're yeah. going to take Strauss, Strauss for 300. So Strauss we're it is. Strauss. <laughs> we find out a little bit more of Henry's background. He is one of three kids. He is, I'm assuming, the middle child because he only mentions an older brother and a younger sister. His older brother's name is David and his younger sister's name is Muriel. He describes Muriel as a tornado. And I was like, oh, this is... I was like, this is the type of friend I want to have. He's like, she thinks of herself as a art critic. And I was like, okay. I'm like, oh, okay. So you're you're one of those. Right. And that pretty much sums up like she who is. she is as a person. Yes. Right yeah. There. And then, of course, they talk a little bit about his older brother, too. And like how the older brother is. What I was getting was that his older brother's a little bit of an overachiever. And kind of an asshole. And a perfectionist. Yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So like that just made me sit. I'm like, okay. He feels like as a middle child that he is ruining his family's reputation or whatever type of reputation this family has he feels like he's the black sheep almost and i was just like damn henry no (laughs) honestly when you look at it when he describes his sibling david is perfect mariel even though he describes her as a tornado she also has her shit together exactly and she went to Tisch, which of course is very posh, mm-hmm. very expensive. And they're always bugging him about like, hey, are you going to get a real job? Right. Um, are you going to use that expensive ass degree? Right. Are you going to like make something of yourself? Like, you know, his parents are doing something, obviously. His brother is doing something. His younger sister is doing something. And he's just in the middle like, I have thumbs. <laughs> you know what i mean what he's like "Hmm, look what i can do (laughs) so yeah that sums up so obviously he feels some type of yeah that that definitely sums up the family something that i think really stuck out to me in this one chapter granted it was a really short chapter and there wasn't much that happened in it it was just a chapter to give you a background of henry and i guess to make you understand him a little better but the one thing that i did pick up on in this chapter was 
two more of Henry's exes were named. And one of them is a guy. To set the story, he um, is on his way to go meet his sister. And his sister had said that she had found, you know, this hole-in-the-wall coffee shop, blah, blah, blah. And he talks about how he's been at every coffee shop in his vicinity, right? In the area that he lives in. And he talks about how, well, that coffee shop was ruined because of Vanessa. That's one ex. And then he's like, that coffee shop or something was, I can't go back to that one because of Milo. And the moment that he said Milo, I was like, okay. I was like, we're getting somewhere. Here we go. Okay, so we're getting something. We're getting something. Yeah. My question is like, I'm assuming that his family doesn't know. Because even his closest friend, no. B, didn't know that he had a thing for Robbie. So I'm assuming that that's something very deep and personal and seated within him that he still has not told, like, anybody. Um, another thing that I caught on to as well was that he was saying that he wasn't really close to his family, which we already yeah. knew. But when his sister mentioned, like, oh, you know, David's been asking about you, he was kind of intrigued at that. But then when she was like, oh, you know, he cares. He was so uncomfortable to the point where he stood up and he's like, oh, I got to go. Like, I got to yeah. leave. And then when his sister tried to, like, hug him goodbye, he was like, oh, I would have, like, put my chin on top of her head and, like, you know, nestled with her a little bit if we were close, but we're not. And the way that she or the way that, you know, Henry described her as hugging mm-hmm. him, it was like kind of like an apology to him. It kind of almost felt like she was... I don't know. In that moment, I wrote down, it kind of felt like the family was saying goodbye to him. Mm. Like it was a final, I don't know. If, for some reason in my mind, it kind of felt like they were trying to make amends before saying goodbye to him. Okay. I, yeah. So I just, I kind of felt, I kind of felt weird about yeah, that. I mean, I also found it weird, but I just figured my interpretation of it was Henry has trauma and... Mm-hmm. Whatever that trauma is has made him believe or think that his brother doesn't care about him to that extent or that he can't be that comfortable with his sister. Whatever the trauma may be, it has like ingrained itself in him and he has now internalized whatever it is. Because I'm sure there is some type of, you know, brotherly sisterly bond. Obviously there's a sister brother or brother sister bond because he could have blown her off. And he says it in in the chapter that he's blown her off multiple times. And so he could have continued to do that, but he chose to go see her. So you feel some type of sibling bond But whatever trauma he may have or whatever happened to him makes him think or feel that his sister, you know, doesn't love him that way or his brother doesn't care for him that way. And I think that's stuff that, like, obviously has to do with Henry and it's just his character, his character as a whole. So maybe they'll jump into that a little more. Maybe Maybe it has to do with his sexuality and the fact that, like, He's not as open with it. That could. Maybe that could he feels have like to do with his sexuality. Yeah, maybe he feels like the family can only love half of me because they only know half of me. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. It was an interesting chapter. Not much excitement, but like a lot of little bits of knowledge just on Henry's character. Yeah, like revealing more of his his Correct. personality. Yeah. But I'm okay with I'm okay with a little bit of the mundane. Oh my god! After all the shit, Henry, yes. Because yeah, but it's like. I'm okay with the mundaneness of revealing who Henry is because we need to know more about Henry in order to figure out, like, why... Well, when we get yes, later yes, down the yes, line yes, and yes, investing yes. in the chapters, like, why he is such a crucial part of Addie's yes. story. 
So, yeah. Moving on from chapter five, which was pretty short, honestly. And we've been saying this throughout this entire book. Almost a lot of these chapters are short. It is, again, New York City. It's March 13th, 2014. This time we are from Addie's point of view. Addie fell asleep on the rooftop. And the person that she wakes up to is... Sam. This chapter was super sweet. Oh my god, no, this chapter was really sweet. Okay, so Addie wakes up on the rooftop. She had fallen asleep at some point reading the Odyssey, and Sam just happens to be on the rooftop as well. And Sam sees her and she's like, hey, sleeping beauty, like unlike I guess everybody else, Sam is a little more warm. She's like, hey, it's really cold. How about we go back to my apartment, warm you up? And Addie has to pretend this entire time like she doesn't know the way to the apartment. Like she doesn't really know Sam, which must be heartbreaking for her because obviously Sam is most likely one of Addie's loves. Oh no, we're not even going to say most she, likely. She, like, is. she is. She is. She's one of those she stars. She is one of her seven She's loves. one of the stars that Addie has on her, her uh, face. We find a little bit more about Sam, which... Honestly, it's really interesting because now I feel like we're starting to realize Addie has a type. She definitely has a type. So, like, with Toby, he was a musician. But, again, musician means a part of the arts. You're on the more of the creative spectrum than anything else. And Sam happens to be a painter. Addie is in her apartment and, like, Sam has... And, oh, my God, let me just tell you. When I read this chapter, I was like, bitch, I can relate to this so hard. I was like, I can relate to this situation (laughs) so hard. Because Sam opens the apartment and there is art scattered everywhere. Like, there is... Everywhere. There's canvases scattered. There's canvases piled up. There's, like, paint everywhere. There's... This must be... If it's being written this way, this must be a painter like just go to how how we deal with shit because I also paint on the side just to <laughs> let everybody know yes the chaos is there my canvases are all over the place my paints are all over the place but like god damn yo reading it I was like oh shit this could be my apartment like <laughs> I was like this could be me like, first of all you don't have to be so accurate about yes! my life I was like, like okay this is hitting home I was like all right Sam is a little messy. She offers Addie coffee to warm her up. And Addie obviously has had this coffee before. She's like, oh, this is, it's like bitter but sweet. And she must have made a face or something. I don't think she asked Sam. But Sam's like, oh, it's a hint of, you know, this type of stuff. And Addie's like. Yeah, she's like, oh, it's my secret like recipe. And I use a hint of this. And Addie's like, I already know. I know, I know. (laughs) And I wrote in my notes, I'm like, this is like deja vu for Addie all over again with Sam. And she does. She keeps repeating it. She's like, deja deja vu. vu. I thought it was really sweet because she was like, I've never gotten to like see her like this in the morning. Oh my God. When I read that. And I thought it was sweet. She finally got to have like a morning with Sam. It was so cute. And have coffee and chat. I know because she says... Instead of like being like, oh, I don't. Yes, because you. she says like every morning with Sam, it was an awkwardness, and it was like, oh, like like you said, more it's like, oh, I don't remember you. How do I like talk to this person that I don't remember I slept with, or this person that I brought home? This time around, though, Addie got to see a morning Sam. She got to see how she takes her coffee and like how she is with everything. Oh, it was it was such an interesting view through Addie's eyes of somebody that she obviously loves. There is one thing yeah. that Addie tells Sam that stuck with me and I wrote it down. Um, and I also wrote down Sam's answer. Addie says to Sam, you're like a wilted flower. And Sam says, water me and watch me bloom. And I, yeah! <laughs> I like sat there and I was like, <laughs> where's my 
Addie. I was like, okay, where's my damn Addie? <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> That little, because, like, there's a little bit of flirtation on Sam's side. She obviously finds, oh, yeah, absolutely. she finds Addie attractive. When her and Addie have that exchange, they realize they're super close to each other in the sense of, like, oh, shit, I'm in her space, yes. she's in my space. And Sam mentions Addie's freckles, right, the constellation that's on Addie's face. As you read more into the chapter, Sam talks about a series of paintings that she's doing, right? Sam likes to say everybody is like a sky and there's never a sky that is exactly the same, right? Almost like a snowflake. She wants to paint all these people, but she's not painting people. You know what I mean? She's painting. She's painting their resemblance. Uh, in the sky, of, correct. Oh yeah, the, the resemblance of what they would look like as a type of sky. Correct, like you. Sam is an abstract painter. And so that's how she's doing it. It's what she feels for all these people and then she's turning those those feelings into the sky and that is going to be her series and i thought this was so interesting and i wrote this sam actually kind of remembers Addie. yes and i was like oh my god it's so yes! cool. she's right there she's right yes. there so essentially Damn. this is how we know that sam kind of remembers Addie. obviously we've talked about how sam and Addie spent two months right i think it was it was two months so yeah. sam and Addie have spent two months together and during those two months sam painted Addie. and i believe during those two months is when sam started her sky series and she says that the first yeah. One that she painted was thick in paint and it was a black sky or it was a really dark sky and it had a constellation in it. And she said that that painting was one she really, really loved and she did sell it because Sam is an artist and she's a, a starving artist according to her and so she needed to sell it in order to make money but she says that that painting got her into her first gallery and that painting paid her yeah. rent for like three months. And she, and she was just like, it was, she's like, I love that painting. I had to sell it. But like, she's like, I've never forgotten that painting. It is my favorite painting. And she didn't want to No, not at it. all. Yeah. And we all know those constellations mean something. That first painting was obviously a painting about Addie. And that first painting was in the beginning of uh, part two of the chapter. That was Exactly. So yeah. it was special. And Sam remembers Addie subconsciously. As we had read in the first part of the book, Addie had been trying to find ways to like make her mark and try to have people remember her. And the fact that one of her biggest loves remembers her, even if it's just an abstract painting, remembers yeah. her is crazy. It's a big, it's a big fucking it deal. Is. So it's like, it makes me think and it makes me wonder, is Henry actually the loophole in the curse or was the curse starting to break mm -hmm. before she even got to him? Had it been weakening you know by what the time I mean? she got to him? Is that the question? Exactly. Okay. That's yeah. really interesting because I hadn't thought of it like that. I just figured Henry might be a loophole. But after reading this chapter and reading about Sam and how Sam might remember Addie, that's really interesting. That could be it. Maybe there was a stronger hold on Addie in the beginning of her life. And now mm -hmm. it's 300 years later. Maybe it's starting to dwindle. Maybe the shadow is starting to dwindle out or his hold on the curse is like, starting to dwindle. You know how when certain 
or some certain gods, like if they're not prayed to or whatever, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. they're, they're not I, believed in, yes. they start to lose their power yes, or what yeah, have yeah. you. So if it could be something like that where like his power is starting to dwindle and so maybe her curse is starting to lose its power because of that and she's starting to gain her own power back. But, you know, I don't know. We'll just have to keep reading and see. Yeah, that, that whole idea, side note, if you haven't watched American Gods, that's the idea of that show. That shit yeah. is good. Okay, yeah. back to Addie, though. Back to Addie. <laughs> oh, I also noticed at the end of the chapter, yes. at the end of chapter five and at the end of chapter yeah. six, both of them end with Henry's sister and with Sam saying, don't be a stranger. Oh, yes. Coincidence? I think yeah, not. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Okay, yeah. I totally... Schwab doesn't make coincidences. <laughs> I would hope not. <laughs> Moving on to chapter 7. We're back in Paris, France. It is July 29th, 1716. We are now with an Addie who has been with this curse for a couple years now. And she is starting to realize the twists and turns of her curse. The bends, if you will, of her curse. One of the things I wrote was Addie realizes that she can't really collect anything because again Addie is free but she's not free it's not a true freedom another thing that I wrote was Addie has perfected finding shelter so at this point in the book Addie has figured out okay if I can get through the door get through the door and then get somebody to like forget me I can probably stay in the house or stay in the building so this is very apparent where she goes to I forget what they were called back then. It's, it's like a the, tailor? I think it's a tailor shop. Yeah, it's like shop. a tailor shop. So she um, yeah. ends up in the tailor shop and she tells the guy that she is a maid in waiting or a lady in waiting for uh, this higher lady. And she tells the man, I'm here to pick up a dress. The lady's measurements are my measurements. That's why she sent me. And the guy's like, oh, okay. And this is a funny thing. Addie has learned the art of lying. So she picked up on a name, she walks in, and she just tells him, hey, I'm the lady of waiting of this specific person. And it just turned out that that person happened to be a really good customer of the tailor. And the guy was like, okay, yeah, let me go get my measuring tape, and I'll come right back. Obviously, we already know after reading part one that every time people leave Addie, they forget her. Once they're no longer in her vicinity, she is out of mind, out of sight. Like, out of sight, out of mind. That short-term memory loss is real. Oh, my God. But this works in Addie's favor because now she's in the tailor shop. He doesn't remember her. All she has to do is hide for a little bit until he closes shop. So this is another way that Addie is getting clothes and getting what she needs in order to keep up with society. She's lived for a while, so she's had to go through all of the fashion stuff that has been changing, all of the politics that have been changing, everything throughout all of history. So that's very apparent here. She goes in, is able to stay, starts looking through the clothing, and she describes how she looks. There's two things in this part. She describes how she looks, and she says she looks the same. She does try to cut her hair, and it grows right back, and I was like, oh. Yes! I was (laughs) like... Damn. Very surprised so, at that. Yeah, if you, if she wanted to do something drastic, she like, can't oh, diet or I'm gonna try something new. They were no. like, no, girl. she can't. She can't. So because of her immortality, her appearance, she's supposed to look the same forever. It's almost like a vampire situation, like for the rest of eternity. Another thing that Addie says is she likes wearing menswear. It feels like an armor, and I thought that was really interesting because Addie is born a woman was raised wearing women's clothing and after this whole curse 
she feels better in men's clothing. And I think that says a lot. Yeah, because people will treat so her. So much. Yeah, people will treat her much differently. If she was a boy. Yeah, it'll be it'll be much easier for her to move through the Correct. world during if that she time. she was a man. As a and man. The because fact, people will respect her. She won't be treated the way that she has been treated. And the fact that Addie yeah. makes note of that so early on in the years is crazy to me. I feel like she she had already known before the curse, she already wanted to live an exciting life. And we already knew that that wasn't possible with her being a woman. And now she's in Paris, it's years later, and she still is like, I want to live this life, but I know that being a boy or a man would be better than being a girl. And that's, that's crazy. Yeah. So Addie changes her clothes. Um, she did want to change it to the men's clothing, but that wasn't working out. So she changes into women's clothing. Yeah, because even with all of that, there's she, no, she's too womanly. Essentially, she's too womanly. And she leaves the tailor shop. And the moment she leaves, she bumps into a person. I was like, oh, crap. You know what I mean? Like, I was like, this chick has been through enough. This, this guy in the middle of the night. I was like, oh. But turns out he's back. Shadow Man's back. It's your Shadow, Shadow Man. Shadow Man is back. He essentially comes back to basically be like, all right, sweetie. Are you done with your soul? Can I have that now? I literally put that in my notes in all caps. Shadow Man is back for that soul. He does. Honestly. Try to do something that I think is very, uh, we've already known him to do. He's trying to be gentlemanly mm-hmm. about it, right? He's yeah. not trying to just be like, all right, bitch, give me your soul. No. He's trying to be like, <laughs> <laughs> he's trying to be like, hey, sweetie. So remember that deal we did a couple years back? Yeah, it's been hard. I've seen you through the years. It ain't looking bright for you. Maybe you want to give me that soul now. And I want to let you know I'm here. And I saw an elephant. Bex! She changed the subject. Bitch, what? She changed the subject. Bitch, what? The fuck? I'm trying to let you know I'm here for you. Just, you know, just when you're ready. I saw an elephant today. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh. He was like, oh, we gonna play these games? Um, can we get back on subject, please? He was like, we gonna play these games? All right, fine. And then she's like, yeah. And if, you know, I saw that, and I've seen the sunsets over Paris, and I just have so much more to see. And she, like, just starts teasing him and shit. And he's like, oh, you wanna play games? Yes. Bro. Yes. The shit that he said to her. Yes. Oh, my when God. When he got it up on her like cheek. Wait, knife. wait, when he got up on her cheek, and he was whispering. I thought he was going to whisper shit nicely to her and stuff. And that was no. not the case. Please, please get um, the book. Hold on. I'm please here. get I'm the here. book. Hold on. It's on page. It's on page 133. Oh, okay. Hold on. Okay. I found it. He was very upset with how she went about this. He was big he was mad. mad. He was um, big mad. So he says, you think it will get easier. He says, it will not. You are as good as gone, and every year you live will feel a lifetime. And in every lifetime, you will be forgotten. Your pain is meaningless. Your life is meaningless. The years will be like weights around your ankles. They will crush you bit by bit. And when you cannot stand it, you will beg me to put you from your misery. Dude. Damn! (laughs) After that, I was like... All right, Shadow Man. I sat there with my mouth hanging open. This I was man like, was like, you think I need to threaten oh, you? Oh he God. was like, I don't need to threaten you. Oh 
I don't need to threaten you. He was like, your life is going to do that shit for me. You are going to be so tired of this shit. You are going to beg me oh to take God. your soul. I was like, oh. My heart. I was like, sir. My heart. I was like, sir. I was like, okay. Why are you so sorry? <laughs> Um, yeah, the ending to that chapter. So that's basically how the chapter that ends. That was the end of the chapter. And she climbs into her little... Well, it was all... It was a, yeah, she climbs back into her little house and she's like... Oh. It wasn't even a house. It was a rundown... It was a rundown thing that wouldn't be there. It was like... It was a crack yeah, shack. It was a crack shack. Have you ever been to North Philly? Kensington area? Have you ever been to North Philly? <laughs> yeah. Tioga Nice Town. And you've seen them fucking... Mm-mm. It was a crack house. <laughs> she was sleeping in a crack house. So, oh, that was the end of chapter shit. seven. Yeah, it was bad. That, was, that was the end of chapter seven. I was very much like, oh. That was chapter <laughs> I was like, I wanted the shadow man, but damn, sir. And moving right into, right into chapter, chapter eight. eight. We're back in New York City. Again, it's March 13, 2014. Uh, Addie goes back to see Henry. So she goes back to the bookstore. Yes, which we knew. I think for us, we knew that she suspected something. And so I think she wanted to go yeah. back to confirm. And essentially she mm-hmm. goes back and she takes the book with her, the Odyssey. And she gets up to the counter. Girl. And she tells Henry at the counter, because Henry's working there. My friend bought me this book. I already have it. Could I potentially, you know, trade it for another book? Henry doesn't even let her fucking finish the sentence. He's like, do you think this is a library? <laughs> and then he goes on to be like... Crap, what does he say? He says, Bitches, you serious? Yes, he was like, are you serious? And then when she goes on with her lie, he's like, oh, you are serious. And then he confronts her and he's like, you came in yesterday, took this book. I didn't say anything to you. And now you want to bring the book back and try to trade it? Right, like I let you steal this Correct. book and you have the audacity to come back. To come back. And try to trade it? But that's not what Addie hears. Addie hears you were here yesterday. And she was like, no. And he was like, I know what you were wearing black jeans, a green sweater. Bitch, I remember you. And she's like, you remember me? No, you don't. How are you going to tell me what the fuck I remember, bitch? (laughs) (laughs) It's true. It's really true. Addie is dumbstruck. Yeah, she's like, this out of 300 years, somebody remembers me. And so he asks her to leave politely. She does leave, but she can't leave Henry alone because this is the first person in 300 years. Yeah, she like stands in the yeah. doorway. She's like, I, I can't. Yeah, this is the first person in 300 years to remember her. So she can't leave Henry alone. So she ends up waiting outside. Henry comes to her and he's like, you know, what are you doing? They end up having an exchange that results in them deciding to go for coffee. And that's yeah. essentially kind of where that chapter ends. That, that chapter was super short, but the most important thing out of that chapter was Henry remembers Addie. We move on to chapter nine. Again, still in New York. It's still March 13, 2014. This is just a continuation of the last chapter. So essentially, this is Addie and Henry's coffee outing. I wouldn't call it a date. Yeah, it's just them getting to know each other. I did find two things weird about Mm. this chapter one thing is actually weird the other thing i think is just my mental um but when Addie says that somebody bumps into henry yes he doesn't take his focus off of yes oh wait wait going back to chapter eight did you notice that she said his eyes this time were green instead of gray no did she say that yeah 
I caught that. I was like, hold up, hold up, hold up. Because the first time you met him, his eyes were gray. And now in chapter They're eight, green. his eyes are green. I'm on to you, Vicky. I'm on to you. Thank you. Now going back to chapter okay. Um, Yeah. And then in chapter nine, somebody bumps into him. He almost spills his coffee, but he never takes his eyes off of Addie. He's just focused on her. And I was like, yeah, but I also remember. And she also mentioned that was weird. Not only that, though. No, it's not only that. The guy that bumped into him was super adamant about apologizing. He's like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Did it spill? Can I get you another? Like that type of thing. That's why I was like, and that's also off brand for Henry. Because when we read about Henry before Addie, when he was going to meet his sister for brunch or whatever at the coffee shop that was him when he bumped Correct. into somebody he's like oh i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry like that was his personality yeah, now now he's sitting at this table and he's like super it's a christian cool, gray personality it's very much like exactly exactly yeah, that's not no. him that's not him so i'm like mm, something's not right they're sitting there and they're like getting not intimate but they're just like looking into each other's getting eyes to know and each other like, oh, yeah what do you like about me and what do you like about me and i'm like uh mushy Throw it away. I don't like it. Wait, Y'all no. Just met each other. I will Boo. say this though. I will say this. There was two things that I really liked in that chapter. Was when Addie says an impression is like a mark because those are very important to Addie. Yeah. And then another thing was, and I've said this before. I think in previous episodes to Addie, people are like books. So sometimes it takes it a little longer to get somebody to open up. And it's almost like that book where it t- it's a slow burn. It takes a little bit to get to the good parts. Well, yeah, I understand that. But it's like, y'all just, just But there's a chemistry there. That's the thing. There's just a chemistry there. Just met each other. But there's a chemistry there that Addie okay, can't explain. Yeah, but- and she's been looking for this chemistry, okay. chemistry for the past 300 years. Okay, I get it, but y'all just met each other. Y'all don't need to be staring deeply into each other's eyes and being like, I see this about you, and I already know that you're this type of person. And nah, 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 nah. Like, no, girl, slow down. No, boy, slow down. Like, slow down. Like, I know the book has been slow up until this point. I get it. But y'all can't just be at a fucking table just, you know, quoting love to each other it, on your first goddamn... It's not even a date, Ashley. Like, it's just too mushy. I couldn't do it. I could not do it. I'm sorry. But I will say this. From that chapter, what I did gather is broken people tend to like, yes. you know, what do they say? It's a phrase like broken people fix broken people. I've heard that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think, I think that's what... Yeah. yeah. I did get that from that chapter. So I was like, oh, okay. They're like tending to each other's wounds almost. So moving right along into chapter 10. Uh, Chapter 10 was my favorite chapter, not gonna lie. Oh, girl. Chapter 10 was my favorite chapter. This was, listen, chapter 10 was the interaction I fucking needed. That's what it was. Did I think, look. Yeah. Did I think. I will say. Did I I think chapter 7 was the interaction I needed? Yes. Then I got to chapter 10 and I was like, fuck that. It's this. It's this right here. Chapter 10 is exactly what we needed. Okay. So in chapter 10, we're back in Paris, France. Uh, It's July 29th, 1719. Like about two or three years after the last chapter when we were in Paris. So Addie is at a Marquise's. Tell me if I say that wrong. Marquise's house? A Marquise? Um, Mar- Marquise's or Marquise's? If we say it wrong, please correct us at some point. If we say it wrong, you Write can the comments, whatever, or you can tweet us. We have a Twitter yeah. now. And you could tell us we're fucking Correct. wrong. So she's at a Marquis house, basically doing what she usually does. You know, what she's been doing for the past couple years to live. And the darkness shows up. This dude is all up in her room. Girl. And, stuff, and he is... He's there to try to collect Girl, the soul, yes. but like 
God damn. And she won't even let him finish no. the sentence. She's like, no. She won't she even was let like, him finish no. the sentence. She said, I said no, bitch. She was like, no. <laughs> He's like, oh. Gruesome yes. balls have Oh my we? God, what he said, he was like, oh, <laughs> you have some teeth now. He's like, you got some teeth now. Okay, where are we going with this? How, how is this going to turn out? So then at this right. point, he brings okay, a bell. Let's have some fun. To let it be known that somebody is in the master's bedroom. And Addie is immediately like, I fucking hate you. Like, she is so mad. She is so mad. She's like, you ruined it. Um, And he grips her because she's trying to leave before somebody catches her. So he grabs her and makes her stand with him. And then the servant comes Mm -hmm. in, a maid, and she basically is bewitched. She is, is just kind of like, oh, hi, master. You know, what is it that I can help How you? may I yeah. serve you? Yeah, and he's like, okay, we're going to have right. dinner in the saloon, and we're blah, blah, blah. And Addie is looking at him like, fuck are you doing? Like, Yo, right, like, what are you doing? Do, bro? Exactly, but <laughs> at the same time, Addie is also scared, because now she's getting a front row seat at what he can do. And right. she's kind of like, oh, shit, what is this? He told you, girl, he told you he's not a no, genie. No, not at all. He not is a god. All. He is a lord. Correct. <laughs> A lord t- with a T. Correct. He decides that he wants to have dinner with Addie. So Addie's sitting down at dinner with him. And she's really trying to figure out what type of game is he playing. Because this is obviously a game. And she asks him for his name. He says something along the lines like, I don't have one. And she's like, well, everything has a name. Names There's have power. power. In a name. That's why you took mine yes. from me. When she said that, I was like, oh, Eddie. I was like, okay. He legit, he was kind of like, all right, you got me there. So then he talks about, well, what was the name of this person that I have taken the form of? And she's kind of like, well, that person didn't have a name. I didn't, I didn't come up with a name for this person. Which was a lie. Yes, most definitely. And he's just looking at her. And so we get a name. We get a name. Oh, my God. I'm so excited for this name. I know. So her. It fits so, okay, perfectly. She, perfectly. she was going to name this stranger. Or she had this name in mind for this stranger. It was going to be Lucian. And it was shortened to Luke. But she thought it was very appropriate to keep the name Luke because she's viewing this god or whoever he is as Lucifer, the devil. And he's already ruined that image for her. So then he says, then Luke it is. Like that is what he's going to be known as for the rest of however long it takes for her to give up her soul. Mm. So then (laughs) I wrote in my notes, (laughs) the girls are fighting because this bit had me so excited I was the like, girls are I was like yes okay so I'm gonna read it hold on, hold on let me find bruh so while you try to find that I have to admit Addie was getting on my nerves with these chapters yes. with the chapters in Paris because she keeps going back to and I guess as she grew up or as she kept going into the long years of her life, she realized that she cursed herself. Yes. And in the beginning, she, she didn't, didn't think know she did. that. Yep. Yeah, in the beginning, she didn't know that. But she keeps saying to Luke now, you cursed me. You did this. And I'm like, no, bitch. You cursed you. You did this. Like, And he keeps repeating to her, I gave you what you want. I gave you what you asked for. So, I mean, I found a little bit, Because look, this little bit made me sit and be like, damn, 
they're sitting at the table and Addie is worried that the Marquise and his wife will punish the servants if they're drunk. It's it's this whole situation that went down in, in dinner. What ends up happening is he says, because now they're in an argument. They're in a full-blown fight. And he says, oh yeah. So she says, you cursed me to be forgotten. And he was like, you asked me for freedom. There is no greater freedom than that. You can move through the world unhindered, untethered, unbound. And she was like, stop pretending you did me a kindness instead of a cruelty. And he was like, I did you a deal. And then this man gets pissed because his eyes change colors. His eyes change to yellow. Yes, they like flash yellow yes. like lightning. Yep. And I then he like, says, because he's already, he's pissed at Addy because he's like, oh, you blaming this whole thing on me when you were the one that made right. this? Nah, you came to me. You pleaded. You begged. You chose the words. I chose the terms. There are no going back. Yes. But if you have already tired of going forward, you need only say the words. And yo. Right. Only ask. When he said that, I was like, oh, Addy, he got you there. I was like, he got you there. Exactly. Oh, no. Exactly. And then she was like, and then this bitch, she had the nerve to say, if you would have only given me what yo. I had asked for. He literally just said, you said the words, Addy. And at first, at first, you didn't even know what you wanted. He had to pry it out her. of you like fucking pulling yes. teeth. You're acting really fucking stupid right now. You're getting my fucking nerves, Addy. No. Stop it. But then. Stop but it. Then, I fully support Luke. But then this is where it gets good. Because after she goes on that whole tangent of how if you had only given me what I wanted, right? She would have burnt out a long time ago and she would have fulfilled her wish. He would have had her soul, right? He tells her, you are a stubborn thing, but even rocks wear away to nothing. And then she realizes this is a game of cat and mouse for him. So she tells him, you underestimate me. And he says, do I? And he takes it as a challenge. I hope we'll see. And then she says, yes, we will. So right there, she done sat there and put a challenge in front of him. God knows how old, God, devil, angel, whatever the fuck he is. You just sat there and put, basically put down a gauntlet for this person to be like, all right, bet. How long do you think it's going to take to wear you down? It's literally, so this whole book is about you being fucking petty? (laughs) Are you kidding me? The pettiness is real 300 years later. Oh my God. This whole book is about you two being Petty. the pettiest bitches Petty. I have ever met. Are you kidding me? I'm done. I'm done. So after this chapter, we end up in chapter 11 and it is New York City again. It's March 13, 2014. We are continuing Addie and Henry's outing. Essentially, they're kind of getting to know each other a little more in this chapter. Um, The one thing I will note is Addie is scared of letting Henry go. She feels like if she... Oh, yeah. She feels like the moment she's out of his sight... He's going to forget her. He's going to to forget her completely and she's she's not going to know what to do. And that's basically the main point of this chapter. There's more. But wait, there's more. She is actually able to tell him exactly where she's from. Oh, yes. She tells him because he says he's from like upper state New York. And then she's like, oh, I'm from the south mm-hmm. of France. She tells him exactly. No, the actual she town. says, oh, from the south of France. But she's like, 
no, I'm from Villon. Okay, see, I didn't, and I didn't say it because there was no way I was going to She's never been able to say, to to say, say that. <laughs> I wasn't going to be able to say it. So <laughs> that's why I didn't say it. That's why I was like the south of France. Yeah, usually she says, oh, I'm from the south of France or, oh, I'm from here and there. But she's never been able to say specifically, oh, I'm from Villon. Yes. And she mentions like when she says it, there's like a slight ache in her yeah. throat. But the fact that she's even able to say it at it's all surprising. is amazing because she hasn't been able to say it in 300 yeah. years. Okay, so chapter 11 is pretty short. Then we get into chapter 12. Chapter 12 was super short and all I had was, bitch said her real name. She said Addie. She said her real name. We're here. We're here. We got here. Yes, we because got at here. the coffee shop, Yo. yeah, at the coffee shop, she introduced herself Eve. as, well, Eve. She gave her name to the barista Eve. as Eve and that's who Henry thought she Correct. was. But she could not let Henry get on the train and leave thinking that that was her name because she felt very close and connected to him so she said henry wait i have to tell you the truth because that's how i imagine (laughs) my name is Addie. she says my name is Addie. Addie. i yes listen when i read that i was like oh shit like i legit i spoke to myself i was like oh shit this girl said her actual name i know i was like she said her actual name she said my name is Addie. and i know it doesn't sound like much but for her, after the couple pages that we've been through where, I mean, couple chapters, after chapters that we've been through where Bruh, she hasn't. We're literally 140 I know. pages in and this bitch is not she hasn't been able to write her name, say her name, anything. Correct. She hasn't been able to live an actual life. But for her to be able to say, my name is Addie, to Henry? Oh my God. Oh my God. Yes. Yes, I was like, oh, hell yeah. Henry is like a curse blocker. He's like a fucking talisman that you put around your neck or something. It was a a monumental moment. Addie's been struggling for the past 300 years. And like, here Henry is. She doesn't know what it is that allows him to bend her curse or, or break it in a sense. But it allows Addie to be Addie. And Addie hasn't been Addie. For 300 years. So then we move on to chapter 13. We're back in Paris, France. It is July 29th, 1720. Now we're starting to see a pattern. Every time we see Luke, it is July 29th. Apparently. Yeah. And in the last chapter, Luke says this. In the last chapter, he says it's their anniversary. Right? He says it's their anniversary. Because that is the day, July 29th, is the day that he cursed Addie. Or that she cursed herself. She She cursed cursed herself. herself. Don't blame that shit on Luke. But in this chapter, it was really important because in the last chapter that we read where Luke was present, Addie and him got into a huge fight. And Addie made it a challenge. And she was going to prove a point to Luke. She was going to show him, listen, I'm going to live my life to the fullest. And it's going to be a while until you can have my soul. Like that was the gauntlet, right? Like that was the challenge that was thrown. And she knows... Or she's been accustomed to Luke showing up every July 29th, every year. On the dot. On the dot. To ask her, hey, are you done with that soul? This time. Set up a whole little cute meal for him. This time, this girl was like, I'm prepared. I'm in my best outfit. I got a whole dinner set up. I got a whole table ready. Ah. I was like, this man is going to see me living. to the." She, yo, it's like, it was almost like 
You know the glow up that happens after a breakup? That's the type of shit that Addie was on. Even if it was in the crack house. Yes, in yes, the attic yes. Of the crack house. But that was the type of shit Addie was, was on. She was doing. She was doing her exactly. best. She was like, I'm living in shit and squalor, but, but it's I'm gonna make the it best work. shit and I'm squalor that you'll ever see in Paris. Exactly. And don't you forget it. Exactly. So she's already in set for like Luke to show up, and he never shows up. He never shows up. She got stood up. She got stood up. Bro, she was like, I, I Yo, the candles were lit and down to the little bit. Bro! <laughs> <laughs> Not the candles! The cheese had melted. <laughs> the bread was stale. <laughs> the bread was stale! My man Luke was like, Nah, I'm good. Oh my God. He was like, I'm she- good. She was she angry. Was so I couldn't, yo. She was angry. I know, I know it's not right to laugh, but girl, I laughed so hard. Listen, um, Addie was pissed <laughs> on this chapter because she, she really, she expected Luke to show up. And when he didn't, she damn sure she did. She was angry at him, but she was also angry at herself because he yeah. had set up this expectation for her. And she expected to see him every year on the dot on this day. And when he didn't show up, she was angry at herself for that expectation of seeing this this guy or this thing or whatever he is. And he didn't even show up. He was like, all right, shorty, well, since you don't want me here, you keep I'll talking badly about up. me. Say it's going to be a couple of <laughs> couple of thousand years before I get this soul. Then why the fuck am I here? I'm out. Deuces. <laughs> I'ma show up. I swear to God, Luke is like, all right, I'm gonna show up like every five years, every ten years. Are you ready? Are you good? Can I have your soul now? Right. Since you don't wanna see me, I don't need to show I'm up. Such every a bother, year. A, such a hassle to your life since I'm the one that cursed right. you. Right, I don't need to show up How every year. How about I stay There's away? No I'll just let you live your life and you call me when you're ready exactly. to give it up. How about that? Yes. That's exactly Bitch. what Luke is thinking. That's exactly what he's thinking. I agree, Luke. I agree if you're such a hindrance on her life, don't ever let her talk to you like that you're a strong independent <laughs> godlike creature oh fuck out of here with all that bullshit <laughs> oh my god don't ever let a Yo. luke you're a badass bitch don't ever let nobody treat you oh otherwise you didn't call on her she called on you the fuck <laughs> so legit that is that was it for like chapter 13 it was just Addie being upset and angry that Luke did not show up on their quote-unquote anniversary. The anniversary of her curse. So (laughs) we move on to chapter 14. We are back in New York City. It's March 13, 2014. This is is from Henry's point of view. It's it was super short. This is a super short chapter. Yeah, it's literally less than half a page. Yeah. He remembers Addie even being away from her. And he smiles. Yeah. He, He finds the thought of Addie interesting or entertaining or whatever i mean romantic almost i guess because he smiles he likes likes that basically in short that is it for part two we are now entering part three and that's where we're gonna read next yeah yeah before we get to part three and the chapters that we are going to read predictions my lady do you have them for this week i okay so i feel like in one of the chapters i was correct in the sense that Addie is able to figure out luke's mood swings by the color of his eyes so for me i think in these following chapters 
I think that we're going to see more interaction with Luke. Granted, he didn't show up on their anniversary that one day, but I'm sure that there's other things. Well, she pissed him off. Yeah, but I'm sure that there's other things that are going to cause him to show up because we know from reading the first part that Luke isn't just showing up for anniversaries anymore. He's in her ear. He's whispering to her. Yeah. So I think at some point we are going to see that Luke is like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm not showing up every once a year. I'm going to I'm going to make this bitch give up her damn soul. It's it's going to happen. So he's it's time. Yeah, I think he's I think he's going to be more in the next couple parts um trying to get Addie to give up her soul in ev- any which way. Right. I would I would hope that maybe the next couple chapters explain a little more about Henry and maybe we could figure out why he he is that one little hole in in the curse it's because the fact that he remembers Addie is it's crazy it's he the fact that this is the one dude that truly remembers Addie it still doesn't make sense so I'm hoping that maybe in the next couple chapters they'll explain a little more I do think at some point though Luke is going to find out or is going to realize about Henry. And that's going to cause... Oh, yeah. That's going to cause some yeah. some real serious trouble for Addie. If there's somebody who remembers her, she's less likely to give up her soul. And that's not what Luke wants. So I think there's going right. to be a little bit more of a fight between Luke and Addie. Yeah. Okay. So I only have two. I definitely think somewhere in part three... Because the way that they were moving at that coffee table where it's like, look into my eyes. I love you. I love you. I was like, uh, gag. Uh. <laughs> oh my God. The way that they were moving so fast. Addie is definitely going to tell him about her curse. I oh, think yes. somewhere in part three. Yes, most definitely. Also, Luke is going to kill Henry. God, I feel it in my soul. No, <laughs> I no. feel it in my soul. Either, okay, so, well, I'll make it three, the predictions then. Either Luke is going to kill Henry, mm-hmm. or because of that whole interaction in the cafe where Addie was like, oh, that was weird, like, with that whole um, Henry situation. Mm-hmm. And because we also noticed that Henry's eyes went from gray green. to, like, green in the span of a day. Yeah. Maybe... Henry is being controlled by Luke. Oh, that would be interesting. That That would be super interesting. And yeah, and maybe that's why he all of a sudden remembers Mm. Addie or he can remember Addie. Okay. It kind of clicks because you know how we were reading the chapter right after he allowed Addie to keep the book? Yes. And he walked into the bookstore Mm -hmm. and B was like, where did you go just then? And he was like, oh, nowhere. Like he had instantly forgot about Addie. And I was like, oh, that's strange. And then now she comes back and like he remembers who she is. So it's like, why did he kind of forget her then? And then he remembers her her now. So it's like. Is the, the shadow god, or I guess Luke, because he has a name now, is he kind of like tapping into his consciousness and then untapping into his consciousness, like fucking around with his mind? Like, I don't know. Hmm. Whatever it is, it's not natural. Um, <laughs> whatever it is, I don't trust it. I don't trust Henry. I don't trust oh Luke. God. Something bad is going to happen. This is going to set up a it. whole situation. I have no hope. All right. Well, so those are our predictions. The next... Chapter we're reading is part three, 300 years and 300 words. How many chapters are we reading? Just three words. Just three words. Oh, is that what it (laughs) said? Oh, shit. I've had a glass of wine. Ashley? Please leave me alone. Okay. Mm, Yeah, 
couple of questions. <laughs> 300 years and three words. There we go. Chapters one through six. Okay, cool. Yep. And that is what we will be discussing for next week. So get ready, ladies it's getting and good. gentlemen. It's getting good. It's getting good. I'm excited. It's getting, it's getting it's good. Getting yeah, good. it's getting interesting. I feel like we'll have a lot more to discuss. Yes, yes, week. yes. So on that note. Yes. I hope that you guys have had a much better week this week. Agreed. <laughs> and we will chat with you all next, next week. Monday. All I have to say is stay young at heart. <laughs>